Welcome to the Southern Glow Podcast. My name is Carrie Hyatt Richmond. I'm a wife, extra needs mama, homeschool teacher, fantasy author, and empath. I'm here with one goal in mind, to enrich your entire world by empowering you to live in it authentically and honestly as the exact soul you were sent here to be. It's time to release all the outdated cultural paradigms, generational facades, and hectic patterns that are draining the magic out of your days. By choosing to anchor back into your soul and to reconnect with your intuition, you will compose a unique harmonic identity that enriches every aspect of your life. I cannot wait to share all the tools, shifts, and rituals that you can implement to step into the reality you've been longing for. I know that we're going to have the best time connecting, so thank you for pushing play today. Now, let's reclaim your glow. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to be here today with a super beautiful soul. We are going to explore all things crystals today, and it's going to be an incredible conversation. I already know that because... I have so much weirdness to share that's happened to me and our guest Rachel is just like the crystal mama. Like if you have any questions or things that you want to learn about, hopefully this will clear some of those up for you. I just want to introduce everyone kind of to crystals. This is going to be targeted to people who maybe are interested or have just heard of them in passing and don't really have any personal experience with them yet, or might even be still worried or afraid to actually go and buy one or go to the crystal shop. Kind of, kind of where I came from. I I struggled with that too, from my Southern Baptist background. It just kind of, if you had crystals around or you wore them or, you know, you showed them off, it was very much like, Ooh, that looks, that looks kind of witchy. So (laughs) I definitely want to clear some of that up today. Um, But I'm going to let Rachel introduce herself. She is the owner of Wild Alabaster, which is my favorite crystal shop. Poor thing can't get rid of me. And um, so, but I'm gonna let her introduce herself because she wears many hats and I know I won't do her justice. So without further ado, you guys meet Rachel. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited. It's a, it's a, this is going to be a really good conversation. Um, There is a lot of facets to it. There's a lot to unpack and hopefully as the conversation unfolds, people will feel more comfortable, have a better understanding. And I mean, that's my, that's kind of my work. So I am a mother. I have four children. I have big kids. I started when I was really young, uh, which is, you know, a a roller coaster. And and that kind of plays into the story of wild alabaster and how I got started as a young mom with crystals. I own a couple of businesses in addition to wild alabaster a coffee company called Urban Alchemy, which is a cold brew coffee company. I have a couple real estate properties and do Airbnb and rent one of them. One of them is a rental house that uh, my oldest son, who's 21, rents from me. And that's actually personally my favorite mom hack of all time is buying him a house three miles away. And (laughs) so he just, he just swings by. Um, which is, which is lovely. A lot of, uh, my mom friends who have older kids who like never see their adult children and adult parenting has been one of my favorite. So yes, lots of things. Um, I also came from the essential oil background and built a business in that. So it's, it's lots of things, lots of moving parts. And I'm so grateful 
so wild alabaster, the start of wild alabaster and my journey into crystals is, is nonlinear kind of like most people's when most people say, tell me, I, you know, if I, I see them in person or I start to build a relationship with them on Instagram, I ask them like, how did you get started with crystals? And mine, it comes from my upbringing, which is a little bit non-traditional. I was born and raised in the United States, Virgin Islands. And I have, my, my mom is a therapist, but before she was a therapist, she was a home birth midwife and I was born at home. And so were my siblings and my mom delivered all of my children at home and grow. Yeah. That's crazy. Right? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it, it really, it really, and, and that, and, and it's not lost on me how special and unique that is. I also have been um, at the birth of my nieces and nephews and our, our, our family is, is definitely different. And we were raised with that, but we had cultural assimilation in different areas. You know, we, we grew up going to church, um, in, in a Christian church, it was kind of, it was more than, it was more than on Christmas and Easter, you know, we, we were, we did more than that. And, and my mom, we were homeschooled. My mom started every day with, we studied the Bible first and we did comparative religious classes, um, with my mom and, and my mom is super intellectual. And she's also as a therapist, she's emotionally focused, but she always believed and taught us about the Christian Bible in in a way where magic was interlaced into it because it really it really is when you look when you read the bible from that lens there is so much magic there is burning bushes that speak there are angels descending from heaven there are resurrections there are parting of seas there's there is so much magic in it and as and and so we always kind of studied that from a human evolution standpoint and now today my mom is she's a, a therapist and she works and has a, a very big interest right now and is studying human emotional evolution through throughout history starting and she just does this on her own and this is family dinner night topic and so right now she's in like paleolithic times and what did attachment look like with paleolithic people so we kind of had like that's that's how my mom is so we had that in our house and my mom went to school in Tucson, Arizona, which is the largest gem show in the world happens in Tucson, Arizona. And so she had crystals everywhere growing up. I mean, just like, and I'm like, Hey mom, like, where did those rocks go? And she's like, that is a great question. And I remember, and, and I was little so when you're little, everything seems so much bigger, but just, I mean, these were massive crystals. Like she had cathedrals and she had them in the form, you know, I, I go, I try to ask her questions about the crystals and from, from then, you know, mid nineties. 
And she was like, you know, they were kind of aesthetic. And my mom had spent some time in Africa and we were raised in the Caribbean. And then when we came, she had a very, our, our, she's very aesthetic mm-hmm. and the crystals were kind of woven into the aesthetic, but she was like, I don't know. They just seem to conduct something that made me feel grounded and connected. So as a young mom, I had my first child when I was 20. I was finished having children when I was 23. Um, I, you know, when you're little, when you're little, when you're young, you're a young mother, a lot of times you're just pulling, you're pulling from your trick of hat, your hat of tricks, which is just what you grew up with. Mm -hmm. And you lean into that. And so I started pulling from that. I had an idea of how I wanted to raise my children and I wanted to raise my children in a really similar form as my mom. I just took it, you know, to a little bit of more of an extreme than she did because she was breaking out of something very different, a very different, different upbringing than the, than the upbringing she chose to raise us in. And I knew that I wanted crystals in my house. They were an integral part of the way that I was raised and felt connected. And I didn't really have a lot of understanding. I didn't know why. Um, but I knew that I wanted them. And I, one of the things that we talk about in the brand, and if you're, if your audience is, you know, coming out of a strong faith, a strong Southern faith, I, there's magic in, all of our language. And I think that that is where I want to start. It's not with crystals, but about is with magic. And I wrote about it in a recent post. So how do you feel about us talking about magic? Oh, we can absolutely do that. And I love so much that, uh, that that's your mother's take on the Bible and how she raised you was leaving the magic in it, because you're right. Mm -hmm. It's such a core piece. I mean, what is God if you remove all of his power and the magic out of it? And I find it so contradictory and crazy that, you know, at least the bubble that I live in here in the South, it is very much all of the magic has been stripped from the Bible. And, you know, if you even start to try to talk about the angels or having felt an angel's presence or God's presence or something like that. It's almost like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you even crossed the line doing that. It's just bizarre. So I, that is, it just, is bizarre um, and yeah. it's sad and it's so sad. It, it's so sad because I mean, for me, when you take magic out of spirituality, it becomes dogmatic and toxic religion. It mm-hmm. leaves it leaves no room for personal experience. It leaves no room for question. It leaves, I, it, it becomes dogmatic and toxic. And that was something that she really tried to break away from. And, and, and we all kind of broke away from too. And the way that we're raising our children, you know, we didn't do Santa Claus growing up and it wasn't, there's things in it. And I'm not going to project onto anybody. And and I took it and I did the same thing with my children. And, you know, we, I, people can raise their children however they want. And as a freedom fighter, I fight for your freedom to raise your children however you want. And there's no judgment. I think that we need to honor our parenting and doing what feels right for us. And if Santa Claus feels right for you, that let's go. But my mom did it from a place, you know, a therapeutic place of knowing she felt like 
it is an institutional lie. And she wanted us to trust and believe her. And part of that, I think maybe was a subconscious thing because our father was a narcissist and mm-hmm. would, would he a chronic liar, like lie about what he ate for breakfast. And so she always wanted us to trust her and we did. And so she, she felt like it was an institutional consumer driven lie. And she, and she was like, I want you to believe in magic and this institutionalized magic isn't real. And the energy of Christmas and the magic of Christmas is so entrenched in our family. And it's so exciting. It's, it's such a feeling because you can feel that magic. And she wanted us to be able to connect to, to magic, which for us, magic is this unseen feeling it's something that we that radiates through your body that feels tangible and touchable and it, but it's not it's unseen and she spent a lot of time cultivating magic our personal magic within us and it's manifested in different ways um you know the magic of my sister is she she is like I mean, she's a legend. She is a paramedic. She has this intuition to save lives like nobody I have ever seen in my life. Like she just instinctually knows things. And I can't even handle when my kids have wiggly teeth. Like I, you know, and so my kids still will FaceTime my sister who lives in Colorado and be like, Auntie, like, my wrist hurts. And she's like, okay, go put ice on it, you know, cause they know not to come to me. So they go to her <laughs> and mine, mine is different. My magic is, um, it's emotion based. It's feeling based. It's intuitive. It's connected to other people in an emotional way. Um, I can read energy. Um, and, and I've, she spent a lot of time cultivating in that me and that, and that's where the crystals come to being. So we talk about magic and we talk about personal magic. And while I grew up like in Harry Potter and all of those things, waiting for somebody to send me an owl telling me that I was a wizard, (laughs) uh, really, I mean, I'm still honestly like, I mean, sometimes I'll be honest, like sometimes I'm like, I can move things and I'll try really hard. And then it doesn't move, but I'm like, today's the day that I'm going to be able to move something from that spot to that. (laughs) And then it does, and then it doesn't work out, but I'm like, okay, I'm not really a wizard today. Um, So your magic in different ways. And we talk about that a lot and we leave space for everybody. So I started wild alabaster um, during COVID and I wanted crystals in my house, they're quite expensive. And I also had the last time I walked into somebody else's crystal shop. Um, it was, it was a familiar experience where I felt like I didn't belong, even though I am this hippie home birthing barefoot finger tattooed mother, I would go into crystal shops and feel like I didn't belong. I wasn't enough of the right thing or too much of the wrong thing. Um, I'm just this kind of person that you can't really put into a box. And um, 
you know, some people will be like, oh, you're witchy. And I don't identify as witchy. That's not, that's not, some, and, and some people do, and that's great. And I can hold space for that, but that's not something that I have ever embodied or felt like I was. Um, so I, I walked into this crystal shop and I had that familiar feeling where energetically, I just felt gunked up. I felt dark. I felt shadowed. Um, and, and like, I didn't have a sense of belonging in there. And I picked up a tower and the owner literally smacked my hand. Like she like whacked me. And she was like, I know she actually left red mark. I mean, it was just so it was like, it was, it was bad. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) She was like, we don't touch crystals in here. You do, you can put your energy in this when you buy it. I will pick it up and take it to the cash register. So I was like, actually, I'm okay. Thank you. And I left and I just like sat there. And I had known that people had said things like, if you touch, like you can't, don't let other people touch your crystals. Or if you touch crystals, you're putting your energy into it. And on an energetic and spiritual level, that didn't feel right to me. And then that's when my scientific deep dive of crystals started where there is mysticism and there's spirituality and there's energy connected to it. But what we know about energy is that it's real, it's quantifiable and crystals are are measured. Their energy is measured in something called a megahertz. And that was my deep dive of the science behind crystals and energy and frequency which I had known from essential oils. So I knew that if plants had energy, which is, you know, phytoenergy and it can restore our bodies and we use plants as medicine, you know, we, we take on their energy, whether it is in, you know, the, the nutrients um, from their photosynthesis and whatever. And it is, goes into our cells and it creates energy in our bodies, which energy is, is burned. We use, you know, proteins, carbohydrates, lipids. My daughter's in biology. So she's like, mom, what is a, a I, I don't even, know. I'm like, well, I don't know. Google knows that answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have that energy and we use the energy. So I knew that about plants. I knew about phytoenergy and I wanted to study the energy that was in crystals. So I started doing that and the more that I learned, the more I felt connected to the ones that I had and the more that I wanted in my house. And I was like, I can't go into a crystal shop ever again. Like, I just can't do that. So um, my ex-husband, who was my husband at the time, had a, he's a chiropractor and had a retail license. And so I found a crystal wholesaler and I went and it was a significant buy upfront. Like you have to spend a lot of money to get your foot in the door because mm-hmm. of course you do. They have control over that. Right. And I spent a lot of money on personal crystals for myself, like a day, like a whole day, just buying and choosing my own crystals. And it was a really incredible experience. Um, I was really fatigued at the end of it, like emotionally, spiritually, and financially just drained. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> And I came home and I was really intentional about, and I had no idea what I was doing. And then what I realized is 
I actually don't have any idea what I'm doing every single day of my life. Um, turns out that that's this theme and started placing them around my house. Loved it. Wanted more. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that feeling? That, that resonates quite deeply over here. <laughs> so you are well aware. <laughs> And I was like, ew, got crystal green. And so I had some like hippie girlfriends and I was like, guys, I, I, I've i got this like secret. You want to buy some crystals with me? And they were like, yeah. They're like, I can spend this much money and I can spend this much money. And I was like, okay, can I pick them up for you? And they were like, yeah. So I did that. I did that a couple of times throughout a couple of years. And then they were like, okay, well, like we're, we we have enough crystals and whatever. January 2020 happens and I was in in a hard spot. I knew that I had to get out of my marriage. Um, I was going to a young living thing that some of my girlfriends were throwing. Um, it was it was just like a business conference and it was called Modern and Well and it was in Philly. And I was going, um, some of my girlfriends were speaking and I was just going to go for moral support. And like my, some of my closest girlfriends were putting it on. And my friend Annie texts me and she's like, Hey, um, I just left this crystal shop and it was gross. And I was like, yeah, they're, I, I know. And she's like, I know that you can like, cause I, you know, also would send crystals. as like baby gifts and whatever. Cause I had access. So she was like, can you just come and sell crystals? And I was like, well, I don't really know how to do that. And she's like, I don't know. If you're smart, rub five brain cells together and figure it out. And so I did. Um, I drove to Philly with a car full of crystals and I sold crystals. And, you know, I was like, kind of need some money. So let me make some money. Well, I profited $10,000 in eight hours and sold all of the crystals and had besides the money, I had a really connected experience with people who were telling the same story, the story of my heart of, I've always wanted these. And I felt like I'm not allowed. And some of it was based on a religious upbringing, a lot of it. And, and, and a lot of these women were still in the church. They're active members in the church. And we had really open-hearted conversation about this is God made this and with like everything with complete and total and perfect intention that there, that wasn't a mistake. It's not a mistake that the atom structure of a crystal is the most symmetrical structure in nature and can conduct frequency. It literally has a, such a symmetry to it, a perfect symmetry to it, that energy moves through it. That's why our phones run off of crystals. Our Tesla batteries are made from lithium, which is a mineral. Um, you know, our lipidolite that we get is, is discarded from lithium mining. Um, and it's filled with lithium. Lithium also balances brain chemistry. We know this, like we know what, from a scientific level, what crystals can do. I've worked through humanity. God created that. That is not, that is not, not by design. It's perfect design and perfect in its intention. So then there's like the other deep dive of, okay, well, let's, let's question the church. Why are they shutting this down when 
crystals are all over the Bible. It is there. It, you can look up crystals in the Bible and there it, it is littered with it. Why? Is that because the patriarchy of the church, now you are taking you are taking God and your spiritual connection with God and you're moving it outside of a man who's telling you how you should believe and what you should believe. And that is his idea in his church, whether it's the Catholic church, the Baptist church, the Mormon church, whatever it is, we are now going to, you have to use me as your vehicle to spirituality and your connection with God. And that is really challenging. That is really challenging. And that was the conversation that happened for eight hours. I drove home from Philly, just downloading and processing all of that and feeling a righteous anger and a spiritual calling. I was like, okay, well, I just, I just paid off all of the crystals that I bought and I profited $10,000. What am I going to do with this? And I sat with it for a couple of days and I was laying in bed thinking about it and wild alabaster popped into my head and the, you know, everybody can read the spiritual meanings of alabaster and what alabaster served as alabaster was the vessel, um, that, um, that holy oils were and in the Bible, we don't call them oil. We call them perfumes were carried in and um alabaster boxes were boxes that um that held garments and things in in the church and that money was transported in in the church and this kind of like spiritual warfare with crystals and energy was invoked in me and that's where the word alabaster came from and connecting to the wild as well So that's where wild alabaster came from. And I had, had, had businesses, had children, was homeschooling, all the things did not need another business. That is actually um, the motto of my life with urban alchemy. I'm like, I did not need another business here. Now I have a coffee company and I'm distributing (laughs) manufacturing coffee. Here we are. So, um, Wild Alabaster was born and I was like, this is, these are crystals for everybody. The world needs your brand of magic. There is no, I am a space holder. We hold space. It was online. I was like, it was, it was actually kind of a shit show to be honest. Um, it was a Facebook drop. It happened three times. And then in May, I, in, in April, I had some friends help me clean up a mess because it was just chaos and people just buying crystals and selling out and sending me Venmos for crystals that they didn't, it was all in a Facebook group, like comment sold. And then people would start sending me money and it had already been sold. And so they came with spreadsheets and they were like, we love you. This is great. We're like, we feel like you're supposed to do this. This cannot happen this way. And that was COVID. It was COVID. So I couldn't open a crystal shop. I was shipping crystals to people from my kitchen. My kids called the couch to the counter, my shop. And that was boxes of crystals everywhere. And it was chaos. So in May, I decided that I was going to incorporate. I was going to create a website, some branding and do the thing. The May drop sold, we did $22,000 worth of crystals in two minutes and 12 seconds. 
completely sold out. Wow. And I was like, this is a thing. And this is too much money to walk away from in a time where our family really did need money because it was COVID. It was weird times. Um, Young Living was taking, was transitioning. There was no Airbnb money coming in because people weren't traveling. And I was like, this has been put in front of me. And the, the connection, the emotional and spiritual connection that I was building with people felt really secret. So Wild Alabaster started and then COVID kind of shifted a little bit. Um, I got the crystal shop in, and it was really just like a pretty place for me to go work and ship out of. We weren't um, having people because it was weird times. And I was like, I don't know how to run a business. And I had my own personal feelings about COVID and didn't want to be the boss of people's bodies and whatever. Mm. And then it got really big. Um, it got really big, really fast. And from May of 2020 to May of 2021, we did $1.2 million in sales. We had an, a warehouse and a big team and, and it has shifted and it has moved since then. But the bottom of it has been creating crystals and curating crystals for people, no matter where they are in the journey, that everybody is welcome to them, whether it is you don't believe in it at all. And you just like pretty things. Like I am so here for that. I, um, you know, I'm a nineties girl. Like I love pretty things. Like <laughs> I, you know, I'm here to bedazzle everything, including my house to people who are using them as spiritual medicine and everywhere in between. Um, there is room for everybody and there is space for everybody. So that's kind of the crystal journey. And that's really how I feel about crystals. Um, I, I don't project, I don't project into people's experiences. I just leave room for it. And I'm making sure that I'm sourcing crystals that are ethical, that they're intentional, um, that they feel good and they make people feel good. And you do so that all- so beautifully. Yeah. I mean, thank you. I've only been into one other crystal. I haven't even been into Wild Alabaster because the time that we came to Charleston, you were remodeling. And so I didn't get to come in. Oh my gosh. But I've been in a crystal shop in Arizona and it wasn't as, as negative as your experience where your head got slapped and stuff, but it was very much like, yes, these are beautiful. I know they're real, but I don't feel that they're in a space that they are being loved on and aligned and I'm almost not welcome here. And so it was, I'm way more drawn to purchase from you because you can just know your heart from seeing your website and hearing you talk. And you just, it feels better to me to buy from someone that I know genuinely was like, okay, yes, I need to get this stone. Someone needs this. And that you, I don't know, that sounds so crazy. I know I use that word so much, but (laughs) it is. I'm telling you, I have been doing this for years. I don't understand it. And my, my kind of surrender to that is I don't have to understand. Mm, Yeah. I mean, people, I mean, you, you just had that experience with the Apophyllite and that Apophyllite, I, sometimes I know the person 
the crystal is very clear about it. Um, and, and, and that's, that's the thing where people are like, well, why don't you keep it all? I'm like, because some of them don't belong to me. And it is like literally painful. Like I am, I am like greedy and selfish and I, but like energetically, I know that it's not mine. And it's like, it, sometimes I'm like a little salty. I'm like, cool. Yeah, I'm glad that, that I'm glad that that was your crystal and not mine, but that it's a real thing. And people come in and they walk into the crystal shop and, and, or it's online and we're custom curating. And this is how the process is. And, and it blows my mind. Sometimes people come in and go, I, this is how it works. I have X, Y, and Z going on. What do I need? And I'm like, I don't know, but, but you know, and I'm going to just walk around and pick things up and feel it. And they're like, what does this crystal do? And I'm like, how do you feel about that crystal? And they're like, I feel this way. And I don't, I just hand them the cards that I write. I don't, I have to keep myself out of it. Um, and I let them have their own experience because the brain is wild. If I tell you, you know, it's like tasting notes when you're drinking wine and, you know, you've got this psalm who's like, and there's butterscotch leather and the smell of a moldy pine floor and you're just like oh yeah I can you know and you're like yeah yeah you're like I you know and and okay and I also coffee and I know tasting notes but you you know like you're like okay yeah but if you're like have no idea you're like smells like wine like just like you know fermented grapes or whatever but then people tell you the nuances and then you can pick up on it. And so I leave that space for them to have their experience. And then I hand them a card and they're like, how, like, how, how did that just happen? Because this other one that I thought was pretty, but I didn't feel connected to. And I read about it is not what I have going on, but this thing that drew me physically, but not with my eyes. If that's the work, like how, how did that just happen? I'm like, I don't know. That is energy. (laughs) That is the magic. That is energy. That is frequency. And it's like, we have those relationships. We have those experiences with people in relationships where you're like, I just felt drawn to that person. That person just pulled me in or that person. That was a no. And you don't know why, but you feel the energy and the crystals are like that because they conduct energy and it is a wild experience i don't understand it i don't know it other than the same it's the same thing with people who conduct and admit energy is we have either a call and a draw to them for whatever reason and sometimes with people it happens in a season like that person was the right person in that season and then our season with that relationship falls off and we also have people where we meet them and we didn't really feel connected to them. We had a nice experience, but then three years down the road, it's a completely different experience. And we pull them in and that relationship and that energy nurtures us and guides us and connects us in a way that we weren't ready for before. And so the crystals are the same. And when I'm curating them, you know, sometimes I leave things behind too. and. I'm like, God, it's beautiful. Like, I, I love this. I, I want this, but it's not mine. 
and I don't have the person. It doesn't have a belonging in my shop. I don't have the customer. Maybe somebody else does. And then I'll go back and it's there. And I'm like today, and I feel it like today is the day. And sometimes that it's a long time. Um, so yeah, it's this, it's a wild experience. And I know that you've experienced it with, you know, with Apophilite, like that Apophilite, I was just like, yep, of course. Like, of course it was yours. Of course. Like the whole time it was yours. I love that you said that. It was so crazy. Cause I mean, I've seen it in stores. I've seen it in your stories before and it's never called to me the way that the other day I saw it and I just went, Oh, whoa, this I don't know why, but this is mine. And the more I lean into the absolute understanding that I don't have to understand all of the things and just trust my intuition and just know that it's got me. So when I told you, I was like, oh, these, I I think I need these. And you're like, oh yes, you do. And then they finally came and I unwrapped them and, oh, it just felt so good. It just felt like little piece of, of home was finally back with me, which sounds so bizarre. Um, but it's just so beautiful. And you have such a gift in doing that. And I love that you've, you've touched on so many incredible things, but like the spiritual warfare of it all and having that moment before you created wild alabaster of just knowing, you know, I got to fight for my spirituality, you know, in this world right now, as it stands, everything is almost become so taboo. Um, and then I don't know why, I mean, you, you, you definitely did a beautiful job of tapping on the, the patriarchy and everything. So, I mean, I do know why, but at the same time, I guess it's just going to take enough of us rebels to pull up our heels and go, but wait, you can have both and they go hand in hand and they're beautiful and they can expand your experience and your connection to God and the world in the most beautiful way. And it doesn't take away from the Bible or the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, your brand of magic. I love it every time you guys, when you get a, a crystal from Wild Alabaster, your marketing is just gorgeous, by the way. Thank you. I love all of it. And then you open these beautiful little boxes and then it just says the world needs more of your brand of magic. And you just immediately get excited. And I have had a hand, like only two, two bizarre experiences with crystals that I just, I'm going to call them bizarre because to me they are, and I can't explain them and I'm not even going to try to, but as you were saying, I I love that when people come into your shop, you let them walk around and hold the crystals and and really feel into them and, and decide because it is so different. I actually, there is a little crystal shop, not too far from me. And I went in there. My daughter loves it. I wish we lived closer to you guys. And the next time we're in Charleston, we're definitely going to come by. Um, but we like perusing around in there and I, I just pick up and hold everything. It's just, I mean, not everything, but pretty much all the things, especially the things I think are pretty. And then I pick them up and usually I can feel that I'm like, well, yeah, of course this is gorgeous. And I appreciate the heck out of you, (laughs) but you're not mine. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to put you back. And I, I, there was this green one that kept sitting there and I was like, I'm just, no, like, you're just not pretty. I'm not going to pick you up, you know, whatever. And I kept going around the shop and picking up all the really pretty things that were just shouting, pick me up. I'm beautiful. And finally I couldn't stand it. And I walked over and I picked up this green one that kept calling to me and every hair on my arms and legs and neck and every hair on my body just immediately stood up on end. And I was 
just had this knowing of, oh my goodness, that's why you wouldn't leave me alone. You're mine and you're coming home with me. And I can't explain this. And it sounds bizarre if I ever try to explain this to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, you have this moment when you connect with, at least I have, and that might be totally untypical. And actually the first order I ever got from you, and this is so funny. I just assumed that wild alabaster had been around for at least 10 years, the way you guys are just slaying it over there and you just have it down. Oh, but anyway, so I finally got my first little order. And when I went into it, I was still so new and still so kind of teetering, afraid of doing, you know, bringing crystals into my home. And what is my husband going to say and all this? But I knew I really wanted a palm crystal to, I had been meditating for a couple of years at that point, And I really was just looking to elevate my practice and expand it a little bit. And so I went on wild alabaster and I think this was before I even followed you on Instagram. I didn't know you did stories and stuff. So it was just me not knowing what I was doing, perusing the site. And I picked out a handful of things. And one of them, I was just looking through all the palm stones and I had this moment where there were some that I was like, Oh, those are really pretty. But (laughs) I kept coming back to this peach moonstone and I didn't know why. And so I just thought, okay, well, I'll just put this in my cart. And it said intuitively chosen peach moonstone. Um, And I was like, I wonder what that means. (laughs) I don't know if it's intuitively chosen. What does that mean? Um, And so the box came and I'm, I'm unboxing things. I had this beautiful selenite lamp that I put by our front door just because I thought if anything, it's decor, it is beautiful. Mm -hmm. It elevates the home. If it does nothing for my practice or our vibes in this house, you know, it's a practical, beautiful lamp. (laughs) And I had a couple of little towers that I did and I pulled them all out one at a time was just, Oh, they're so beautiful. And the very last thing I pulled out was my peach palm moonstone. And I pulled it out. It was in this beautiful little velvet bag and I dumped it in my hand. And when I did, every hair on my body just shot up. And I thought, whoa, what in the heck was that? (laughs) This was my first experience with crystals ever. And I thought, I must have just been really excited. There's just, that's weird. I mean, of course this feels really good and I can't explain it, but I'm not going to lean too much into this. That can't mean anything. And so I put everything down and went on with my day. Later that day, I was really organizing things and deciding, okay, where I wanted stuff. And I came back in and I picked up the moonstone again and the same thing happened. And I thought, this just can't, what, what again, every hair on my body, just standing up. This is so weird. And I thought, no, no, I'm not going to get in my head about it. This can't mean anything. That's just weird. (laughs) So I put it down and I ran back out of my office and carried on with my day because I was just not going to allow myself to think that there was anything truly magical. about. (laughs) And then fast forward to, I think even the next day, I finally was like, okay, I want this on my nightstand because I was doing my meditations at night. Um, at the time I was doing some hypnosis tracks and I would lay there in bed and listen. And so I thought I'll just hold it while I listen. And so I came back in to pick it up, to take it upstairs. And it did the same thing. And I thought, okay, three separate times over two days, touching this one stone, 
there is something here. And I remember, I, I, I think that that's the point that I found you on Instagram. And I sent a message and I was like, I just had the weirdest experience with one of your crystals. What does this mean? And you just so gently were like, just means it was meant to be yours. And you guys were meant to be together. And at first it drove me nuts because I was like, still not really fully just trusting and allowing things to happen. I just wanted to know why, why did this happen? How do you explain and this? I pro- what does it mean? <laughs> I probably gave you like a really mellow because I just don't, oh, it was I'm like, I, and I, I'm like, I don't listen. I don't know what that, I don't know what that meant for you because I don't. And I'm like, I maybe, maybe with other crystal dealers, they, they believe that what they're saying, but like, I don't know. I, I truly don't. And I do not want to like blow smoke. And I'm, I actually am like, have that ability to blow smoke. Like I, you know, like I can tell a great story, but I won't like, I, I want you to believe it. I want it to be, I can't, it's like Santa with my mom. Like I want you to connect all my people to connect to it. And I want to stay out of it. I hold space and we not, and like my people we will navigate hard things. And I have, I am so honored to, to like be the bearer of some secrets and, and some hard things. And it's what I can hold space for. And it's the work that I do, but I am not going to tell you that it's because, well, actually, if you spin around three times and you put it on your head, this thing is going to happen. I don't know. I, and I didn't know you well enough and hadn't connected with your energy enough. Like I connected with your energy when I was choosing that one for you and it spoke and it connected me to you. But up until that point, I was just the vehicle to getting that crystal to you for you to have that experience. And I don't know what that meant for you. It just, and I don't, and I still don't, I don't know what that experience was moving forward and what kind of work and space that crystal was able to hold for you in the end. I don't know. And I love so much that you genuinely were like, I have no idea. That's great. And you were so mellow about it because (laughs) I, it was so new to it and was so high strung and like searching for the answers. I mean, in hindsight, it was probably just telling me just, just feel into it. Just trust, just relax. Mm -hmm. And then little by little, I've just grown and leaned more into that intuitive piece and that just trusting the inner knowing and accepting that there is so much that I'm never going to know. And that's okay. (laughs) And I don't want to ruin all the magic. I don't, I think even if God showed up tomorrow and was like, let me sit you down and tell you all the things. I don't know if I would even want to know them. (laughs) There's so much. Yeah knowing and just having that, that blind faith that we talk about in religion and in the Bible so much and just trusting that people will ask, ask me if like, Oh, like, do you do like, have you ever like worked with a psychic? And I haven't. Um, and that's, that is that knowing I, I don't feel called to prophecy. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I don't want somebody to tell me, I just, I want to live in a space in my body and in my human experience that is trusting myself and my intuition 
Mm-hmm. And as a young mom, that was when, you know, we were, we were in the church when my kids were little and I felt like the church was trying to beat that out of me. Um, especially as like a co-sleeping breastfeeding, you know, I was parenting when you're, when you're 22 and you have three children, um, and you're pregnant with, with your fourth, like you like, it's all instinct. I had no idea what I was doing. And, and I, I was like, and I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want anybody in my parenting experience. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was trying to be beat out of me. Like you don't know. And I feel like the the medical model is like that with moms and they go in with their children and they're like, something is wrong. And they're like, nothing's wrong. Or like this thing. And you're like, no. And you're like trying to advocate for your kid, but you know, inside of you, like the intuition of women is so, so powerful. I mean, and when we look at the intuition of women in the Bible, yeah, who were the ones who always said this thing is happening? He is, he has risen. It was women. They knew, they knew to walk and go see, you know, they were the ones who were like, this thing is happening. And, you know, even with, with Mary, like she knew, and it was that knowing and the patriarchy is, has spent since you know, then trying to say women are distrustful, um, you know, in the Salem witch trials, women who have knowing, who are healing people, who are protecting people, they're witches because they are going with their gut and they are using nature to heal and restore and to protect, but they're bad. And I'm just like, not here for that. I'm here to connect people and, with themselves and to hold space with that and to encourage, I don't identify as a healer. I identify as a space holder. Mm -hmm. And that is, I believe that we're self healers and to trust your gut. And sometimes it's the crystals that connect us to that and to lean into that and say, this is the work that you are connected to. This is going to do it for you. And people will say, well, what do I do with the crystal? when I get it I'm like I don't know if you can do whatever you want with it like (laughs) you know and and I do like sometimes I'm weird with crystals and I'm like you're gonna come in the bath with me or whatever like I don't know like I don't know what I'm doing with crystals but what I do know about crystals from a scientific perspective is that we actually don't have to do anything with them that they just do they just have a frequency associated with them that conducts all the time. We are just human beings. Like we're not really that powerful, Um, but but the rocks are with their perfect symmetry and they just do. Like we don't have to do anything or we can do what feels good to us. And that is also really important. You know, doing the thing, meditating with the crystal, Using it as a focus point for energy is really powerful. We know that like when when people are doing hypnosis or whatever, sometimes it's just a random object, but crystals are not a random object. They have frequency. So when people say, well, what, what, do, what do I do with it? Like I can make some suggestions, but I'm also just going to encourage you to do whatever you want. Or they're like, 
where do I put it? And there's some crystals that have, have like, they have a good location and I do make those recommendations, but I'm also like, I'm not the crystal boss of you. You can put it wherever you want in your house. And I know that that's hard for people. And you probably were like, um, I actually bought this crystal from you. So I want you to be the crystal boss of me and I want you to tell me what to do with it. Yeah. But I'm going to be like, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. That's my perfection. Double Virgo coming in. It's like, I want to do the thing and I want to do it the right way. So tell me what's the right way to do this. And I love that you just allow everyone to experience it, how they're meant to experience it and really lean more into the intuitive side and not controlling that walk for them. It's so beautiful. And that's just, my grounded Taurus energy of like oh. connect to the earth and just, you know, pretty mellow. Yeah. My mom's a Taurus too. Yeah. She's, a, she's very calm and mellow as well, but mm-hmm. oh my gosh. I'm and just, then we're also like wildly intense at the same time. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I have to look at my mom's rising sign, but she, she is not wildly intense, <laughs> but but you do, you have that beautiful energy and I love that it shines through your work. And I think it is just really a testament to trusting the bigger picture and the unseen and what God has in store for you in your life. As you leaned in to that calling that you felt when you took the crystals up North and were selling them and thought, I'm really feeling to do something with these. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm feeling to do it. And and just trusting and watching it unfold and, and look what you've, you've affected so many people's lives in such a beautiful way. And that's just got to feel just so good to your heart. <laughs> I mean, that's all I ever hope to do is, you know, if I help one person through one hard time or one day, you know, that's just, it just feeds your soul in a special way. And I absolutely love that you used a time of your life that could have been, you know, <laughs> the epitome of the time to just hermit and toss everything out the window, you know, COVID times. I can't believe that's when you birthed wild alabaster and then going through a divorce at the same time, you know, all the excuses were there, but you still remain true to your soul and your calling and your intuition and just leaning into what felt like the next right thing. And man, all the things that you've done and the years following and all the lives that you've helped and the expansion is just, and I'm so grateful just even having them in little experiences with some places in, in Arizona and stuff that you have brought a safe, loving place for people to come explore and find their own crystal or two or three or too many <laughs> and mm-hmm. to explore that side of themselves in a place that otherwise I think you know, everyone's just looking to make a buck and most people might just think they're beautiful and want to make a profit off of them. And so they open a crystal shop, but there's not that pure intention behind it of helping every soul that comes to you. And so I just want to express how grateful I am that you really leaned into that calling and have subsequently just had this beautiful ripple effect on everyone that you touch. So thank you. And thank you so much for sharing space with me today. I'm looking at the clock and I don't want to, I want to be very respectful of your time because you are probably the busiest mama I've ever met. And I'm just so grateful that you took the time to come and have this conversation with me today. It just hearing your story was so beautiful. I was just sitting here the whole time entranced. I mean, it just, I have a feeling that it's going to leave a lot of people 
just so much better than before they heard it. Just knowing that there is another mama out there who had every opportunity to do what was easy in the way of the world and follow the norm. But in your young parenting life, you know, and that's so hard. It was so hard for me as a young mom. And before this is before I healed and my upbringing was very, very different, but you know, I felt called to breastfeed my son past a year. And that alone was just so bizarre to everyone. <laughs> and um, so there were a lot of little things that I had to work through and stuff. And I think it's just so beautiful that you were able to stand your ground and lean in and go inwards. And so excited that your mother raised you in a way that allowed you to be religious and honored the magic of spirituality at the same time and not stripping God and the Bible of all of his magic and power. And I think that's just so beautiful. And I'm so appreciative that you shared all of that today. Um, and that you're just very open and honest. I know that can be difficult for some people. So thank you. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm, you know, none of this is lost on me. Um, it's in, it's overwhelming and incredibly humbling and, I, you know, as much of an impact as maybe you think that I've had on other people, like the people in my community have, have had a huge impact on me. Like mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, like th- this is my work. Um, I, you know, I do have other businesses and, but at the end of the day, like this is my work and it's, it, it's, it truly is an honor and it has saved my life in a lot of ways. It has kept me, um, because, because of this work, it's kept me in alignment in times where I didn't, I didn't want to be aligned or I was, I was feeling lost or I could have felt lost and pulled, you know, in, in really broken moments. It was something that I was able to, you know, tap back into and remember who I am and that shared energy of, of people, this work that I do is really connected and having that connection during really hard, dark times of, of, of really traumatic divorce was, it was more, I mean, it was, it's more than I'll ever be able to say. And it, it was so, it was so beautiful. And that it like that is what happens in alignment and the fact that i have have that if i i mean it's just such a gift and that's kind of like my pact with the universe is that if i stay in alignment and in my integrity that i will be okay you know like in the times where as a single mom and whatever and just feeling so fragmented that if I stay in alignment and in my integrity, like the universe is going to show up and surround me and put the right people in front of me at the right time and staying connected to our work when things feel hard and scary is really important. And as if there's, if there are entrepreneurs or leaders in here, like that's just my encouragement. And that's okay. That's my encouragement to you too. Is like, it can it can feel um, sometimes like it's not happening the way that we want it to happen, or sometimes it can feel pointless or, you know, you're kicking off this big thing and the work that you're doing is 
is going to feel or it's going to feel right now maybe you're like oh let's see if this works and you know you're like thank you for coming on in this like really small thing but right now it, it is small and it all starts small and then it snowballs because you are in a, in alignment you see a huge need and you are stepping in in bravery and vulnerability and leaning into that that that's hard shit that is scary. It is, I mean, it makes you feel raw and exposed and it pulls out every single insecurity and all of your imposter syndrome. I mean, it is like open heart surgery, what you are doing. Like it is splayed for the universe and you're doing it. And that's incredible. And I am just wildly proud of you and excited for you and grateful that you are, are doing that. You know, a lot of people don't do that. And you are, you are one of the people that's like, I'm going to put all of that aside, all of my personal feelings about myself and do this hard work. And it is hard and it's good. And I'm, and I'm grateful and just grateful that you had me on your show and in front of your people to tell my story. And, you know, in the end, we're all just walking each other home and it takes a lot of different kinds of people to, to safely see each other home, you know, like your work, my work, her work, their work, whoever's work, and it all comes together and we meet people in different spots along the path. And that's what makes the journey so beautiful is when we can just pick up different people on the way and, and use our brand of magic in that walk home. Oh my goodness. That was absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. There's not a more perfect yeah. note to end this chat on. So I think we'll just pause it there, but oh my gosh, hey. you guys, I will link all of the wild alabaster things, the shop, um, their Instagram. So you can connect Rachel, go find you some crystals when she does Um, A lot of times in her stories, if she has the space and the energy, she will custom curate, highly recommend um, snagging up one of those spots. If you stumble on them when they are open, uh, you won't regret it. And um, yeah, so we'll just leave it there. But until next time, thank you guys so very much. And thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Nothing lights my soul up more than sharing the deeply impactful tools and rituals that I've gathered along my own journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with someone you love and be sure to subscribe. It's absolutely free and will ensure that you never miss out on the latest. I love connecting with my readers and listeners. So reach out to me on Instagram. Let me know what topics you'd love to have covered in future episodes. If you're looking for a dreamy fantasy read, Book one of my debut series, The Unseen Realm, is available now on Amazon. So be sure to grab a copy of Eyes on Fire today. You can find all the links you need in today's show notes. Our time together has come to an end. So until we meet again, take good care of yourself and look for the magic in every day.